This edition of Eternal Leadership has been brought to you by Marketplace Rock, a business of intercessory prayer for businesses. Learn more at marketplacerock.com. Welcome to Eternal Leadership, a show dedicated to equipping and inspiring leaders to accomplish what God has created in them. I'm Steve Ryder, co-founder and co-host. Here's this week's interview by my partner, John Ramstead. Today on the Eternal Leadership Podcast, we're going to be talking about a subject which I love, and that is about accelerating our business and our business growth and our impact and our influence and so welcome to Stacy Brown Randall. How are you, Stacy? I am doing great, John. Thanks for having me on the show today. Well, my pleasure. And um, Stacy, thank you for your grace and your patience. Your, we, we actually did an interview with Stacy months ago, and the audio is the only time it's ever happened. It disappeared. And I really appreciate your kindness and uh, coming back and taking the time to, because I think it's such an important topic. This is something I talk about all the time, and and I think the best way to describe you is you're somebody that helps people accelerate their growth, and a big part of what you do is about how do you build referrals into what you're doing without asking for referrals, because that's truly about building relationships, and that is something you are so good at, just creating the just these this, this stickiness with who you are and what you do. So I'm excited to have you on and and I would love for you to share a little bit of just about kind of your journey and what led you to kind of this focus and what you're doing right now. Absolutely. And I am thankful that we had an opportunity to do the interview again, because now I have a chance to make it even better. Yes. So I don't know how you'll do that, but you know, (laughs) I think it's a great opportunity. So, you know, I always tell people the reason why I am where I am today and helping people generate referrals for their business and do it without asking is truly out of sheer necessity for myself. I had a business and I ran it was an HR consulting firm and I ran it for a number of years and it was it was a successful consulting firm from the outside looking in. I mean I had big name clients like KPMG and BDO USA, Snyder's Lance, um, Coca-Cola Bottling Consolidated, the city of Charlotte, that's where I'm located. And I worked with some large employers and it was it would from the outside looking in it seemed like it had to be a great business. But unfortunately it failed and I I had to be willing to look for the really hard lessons in that failure, which if anyone's ever experienced a business failure, you know, it's, yes, it is emotionally and mentally painful and draining, but the hardest part of it is overcoming the, the, the blow to your ego. And I think that was the thing I struggled with the most. But when I finally allowed myself to look back, I'm like, okay, what did I do wrong? Like I had these great clients. How did this business fall apart? What I realized is I never developed a system for touching business development every day. And the reason why I never developed a system for touching business development every day is I didn't like most of the systems that were out there. They weren't authentic to me and they weren't something I was going to do or willing to do. And not, and I don't say that because, well, I'm lazy and I didn't want to do anything I didn't want to do. That's not what I mean. I'm a hustler. I'm not afraid to work hard. But I needed to do things that felt in line with who I am mm-hmm. and could really work for me in that way. And so cold calling was never going to be it for me. And, you know, networking every night was never going to work for me. I have three children and a husband and I want a life outside of work. And so, you know, there's just a lot of things that people teach you that you should be doing that take a lot of time and a lot of energy and they don't always give you the ROI you want or expect. And so when that business failed and I look back on it and, you know, I had to go get a job and I worked for a while kind of paying attention to what I did wrong. And when I had a chance to go back out on my own as a business coach, 
I just kind of said, all right, we have to figure this client acquisition process out. Like we have to figure out what this looks like because that's the piece of the puzzle that was, there was a couple other things broken, but that was the big piece broken before. And I kind of settled on referrals as a way that I want to generate business. It works with who I am. And, and and that doesn't mean because I'm an extrovert, right? Or I, you know, I have a lot of energy. I just mean it works for who I am. It's like, you know, deep inside me from an off, being authentic. And I set out to read more about, okay, so how do we generate referrals? And John, everything out there was like, well, if you want them, you just have to ask. And if you're not willing to ask, then you have some head trash you have to overcome. Yeah. <laughs> and none of it sounded right to me. And none, I was like, that can't possibly be right. Because what I uncovered through my work is that referrals come from relationships. So if you always have your hand out to a relationship, it's not much of a relationship if you're the one always doing the asking. So I or, literally or it of, also feels like it's quid pro quo, right? right. I, I'll be your friend and your buddy and love you and, and introduce you to my friends if you do stuff for me. Right. And then the minute you stop doing stuff for me, we're not going to be buddies anymore. Yeah. That's how, yeah, right. That's how it ends up feeling. Nobody wants that relationship. We already have enough of those. Right. We do. We do. (laughs) Definitely. So, you know, when I kind of looked at this process, I was like, you know what, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a way to crack this code on how do we generate referrals without asking for them? Like, what is it when we get down to who people are and what it looks like? And it turns out I needed to do it because I had a business that had to be successful. I could not go back to corporate America. I I like being an entrepreneur and a a business owner. And so when I looked at my options, I was like, okay, we're going to figure this out. And that's truly how it started sheer necessity i started putting together a process and a system and i would you know try this and then you know tinker with it here and try this language and do this and before i knew it my first year in business i had generated over 100 referrals that was 112 to be exact and all without asking for them and then when my clients started saying what are you doing there stacy teach me that and i started teaching i realized it is a system it's a five part a five step five part process I realized, okay, I can teach this, right? And then they were like, okay, so teach it to us. And then when they started having success and lots of clients that I've worked with, you know, then the natural um, course of progression is, is I've ended up building an online course that I've had for a couple of years now and love bringing in new people to that online program and just helping them figure out how to generate referrals without asking. And it really is a simple process. It is a process that takes work. It is not a silver bullet. It is not something that you'll just, you know, drink this magic pill in the morning and you'll have referrals by the afternoon. It does not work that way. So there is work in <laughs> involved. But it's the work most people are okay with doing. And if anything can get you out of cold calling, most people are like, sign me up. So, you know, and that's really why I am here. Like, here I am today having this conversation with you and for your listeners is because just over the last number of years, it it was really just that idea of this has to work. Okay, great. I made it work. Oh, wait, now more people want me to help it work for them. And so that's what I do, help more people generate referrals. And there's a couple of things you have to have in place in your business to get started. But then truly like the five-step process, it is just, you got to be willing to do the little bit of work that it takes um, to make it happen. And a lot of people have success, which is great. And it's very fulfilling for me. So let me ask you this, because, you know, a big part of our audience, Stacy, are, you know, they're coaches, they're entrepreneurs, they're solopreneurs, they're business owners. And, you know, a few extra referrals could be huge for them. When I was a financial advisor, my goal was if I could just get a qualified referral from eight to 10 people a year, that would make my entire year. Right. And so, and uh, you know, the folks that are listening right now are like, well, you know what, I'm not getting a lot of referrals. Before we kind of get into how to do it, are there some things that 
people might be doing right now that could be maybe preventing them from getting referrals? Sure. So, you know, one of the first things I always tell folks is, is if you're not receiving referrals, the first thing to do is to look at the work that you're actually doing. And more than likely, you have a client experience that is choppy. So and what I mean by that is, is that you may get the job done well enough for the person you're working for, but that are the person you're doing business with, right, your client, you may be getting the job done well enough for them to keep them around, Mm -hmm. but never for them to actually want to talk about you or when someone describes a pain point that for them ever to want to say, oh, my gosh, you got to talk to John, right? So you have to make sure that you have a a non-choppy client experience. And the way I describe a client experience, it's, it's pretty simple. I'll use an, uh, I think an analogy most people can resonate with, but think about proposing to someone. Nine times out of 10, not always, but nine times out of 10, we'll use this from my perspective since I'm a female, right? Okay. Getting, propo- getting proposed to, I would like a ring. Yeah. <laughs> I just would. <laughs> I don't think that puts me in the minority, to be honest. I think yeah. that puts me in the majority. Part of the so, process. Right. So the idea behind it, if you think about the work you do for a client, so as a business coach, right, it's the sessions that you are doing with your client, right? And of course, if there's follow-up work that you're doing or pre-work that you're doing, that is it as well. But it's the work you do. If you're a financial advisor, right, it's the filling out of the paperwork. It's making sure the funds get transferred over. It's making sure the nurse shows up to take blood, right, when they're getting a life insurance policy. Like, those are what I refer to as the work touch points. That's the delivery of, of what they're buying. But that's not all they're buying. So as a proposal... Yes, when you propose and you get down on one knee, right, more than likely the person that you're proposing to is kind of expecting a ring. And the engagement ring is the work. But the Tiffany blue box it comes in or how you propose making that memorable story, that's the relationship that you're building. So yes, the work is the ring, but the box it comes in or the how you proposed that the, you know, the, your fiance gets to go share with everybody, right? That is the relationship side. And your client experience has both. It has the work you do, but it's also the relationship that you build with people. So, you know, when my husband proposed, he did it in a hot air balloon, which was super romantic and wonderful. And the only fear we had was that he did not have the ring insured while we're up in that balloon. (laughs) And it didn't fit my finger. It was a little big. So, you know, my whole panic was like, oh my gosh, if I drop this ring, it's gone forever. But the reality of it is, is the story that I tell, right, is how he proposed. And that, and that builds the relationship there. But the ring, of course, is the work. So think about it from your client's experience. Like as a business coach myself, when I'm sitting in session with my clients or I'm sending them cal- or my assistant is sending them calendar invites or we're following up with anything that has to do with the work we're trying to solve together, that's the work. But what I do outside of that to kind of c- keep a consistent and a smooth and a sticky client experience is everything else I may do, right? So it, if I happen to recognize Mother's Day and Father's Day for all my clients. 80% of my clients are working parents. They are business owners who are also parents. And so I like to recognize Mother's Day and Father's Day. I do have clients that aren't parents, and then I recognize Summer for them, kind of keeps it all together. So that's the relationship that I continue to build with them, right? It's the Christmas card, right? The holiday card that gets sent out at the end of the year. And those are just two basic examples. And there's more to it than just that. It's how you onboard them, how you offboard them, like that keeps the relationship there. And so it's that client experience that I have always found with people that are like, I should be getting referrals and I'm not. And I can usually drill in and figure out while you do great work, you don't have it packaged correctly to create an experience for people because what we don't recognize today is is we are experience deprived in our society. 
We will go to a a restaurant and have a great experience and tell everybody on social media when in reality, aren't you supposed to have a pretty decent experience every time you go out to eat? Like we're looking for great experiences. And if you can provide that, that creates a great client experience. But you're going to ask a question. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. Well, what I was thinking was, if I'm hearing this and I love it, is a lot of us value uh, somebody as a customer or a client. And what you're really talking about, though, is valuing them as a person and valuing the relationship and putting energy, not just into the work, but energy into them as a person, developing that relationship outside of the fact that they're paying you for something. Exactly. And, but keep in mind, I think when people hear that response, they're kind of like, that sounds like a lot of work. (laughs) <laughs> and, the, I, and the idea behind it is, is that it is some work, but if you plan for it and if you group your clients, like I happen to uncover 80% of my clients are working parents. So it's, then it makes it naturally easy for me to find points where I can build the relationship and value them as a person, but do it all at once for a whole bunch of people so that I can actually manage it along with running my business. Love that. What are some other reasons people don't get referrals? So another reason that people don't actually get referrals is they usually, sometimes they have some mindset issues around whether or not they they deserve them. And so that usually comes down to, you know, really believing in the work that you do. Mm. And so mindset is a little bit of it. But the other one I find is, is why people don't, don't actually um, generate referrals is because they're either asking for them or they're willing to pay for them. When you're asking for referrals, you're asking the other person to do work for you. And I don't know about you, John, but I have enough work to do just for myself. So if I want to give someone a referral, it actually has nothing to do with you. So let's let's use you for an example, right? So if I come across somebody who needs you who needs you as their coach and I'm having a conversation with them, right? The reality of it is is that when I send you a referral, John, it actually has nothing to do about you. It just doesn't have anything to do with you. It has to do with the person that I know that I care about or care about at least enough to help them and making sure I connect them with the right resource, with the right solution. And you just happen to be that solution. So bonus for you, right? But it's not about you. So when we go out asking for referrals, we make them about us and they're never about us, which is why when you're asking for referrals all the time, people either avoid you, right? Or when you ask for them and they're sitting across the table from you at you know your local Starbucks having coffee, you physically see them lean back in their chair or start shifting uncomfortably. And they're physically trying to distance themselves from what you just asked them to do because you asked them to do work, which is hard, and you're asking them to do something that's not actually easy, which is manufacture a need that no one's told them that they have. I'd rather you invest in that relationship, which is one of the things that I teach is invest in that relationship with that person, plant the right referral language through referral seeds where you're never asking, right? And make the make that relationship about, about them, right? And then you'll be able to reap the bounty and reap the harvest that comes from those seeds that you've planted and taking care of them. And you don't need to do this with hundreds of people. Most people have somewhere around a two dozen referral sources that if they just gave them one or two a year would be more than they needed to kind of fill up their business. And like you said, as a financial advisor, you know, even eight a year would be would have been amazing to help you probably hit your minimum contract, I would assume, right? So well, you know, it's interesting from that perspective, that, it's not a lot of work. My goal for, you know, referral sources was 20 to 25 that I was working with. And I had really probably never more than 12 to 15 that I was really focusing on developing that relationship with more than just, you know, outside of, you know, a business meeting where we're talking about content or, you know, things that can help us professionally. And, and I built a significant 
biz, well, to a number of different significant businesses just with a small number of people who got to know me, like me, trust me. And they kind of, they bought into, hey, you know what? Like you said, right? If When they come across somebody and they want to add value to somebody they're having a conversation with, they're like, well, this is the problem they have. This is a solution that they need. Here's the perfect person. It's Stacy. I need to connect them with Stacy because I know Stacy is going to serve them well. They're going to represent me well. And you also have to, when you're asking for a referral, you know, um, these are, you know, people, these are people's close relationships a lot of times. And yes. that's also not something people are just going to introduce to people just to be nice also. <laughs> no matter how much they love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they Because we do, we protect to the people that we care about, right? And so, and that's what I always tell folks. I always notice that people use the word referral and they, they assume that it means things that it doesn't mean. And there are two things that a referral has to have for it to actually be a referral. And if it's missing these two things, it's actually more likely word of mouth buzz or an introduction or a warm lead. And so the two things a referral has to have is it's got to have the connection, right? So the person has to say, hey, John, you need to meet Stacy, and I'm going to email you two together and copy you guys both on the email and tell you that you need to meet and work together, right? So it has that connection, right? So if it doesn't have that connection, then there's no real way for the person to follow up, right? Either person, the person who is the prospective new client or, you know, me as a service provider, there's no real way for me to follow up. So it needs the connection. But then the other thing it needs is it needs the need identified. Hey, John, you need help with referrals. You got to talk to Stacy, right? Or whatever it is from that situation. And so it needs both of those. It needs you to be connected, but it also needs to have the need identified. And if not, it's not a true referral. And, and, and the reason why I kind of harp on why it's so important for people to understand the differences in these definitions is because if I, if I tell you a referral is the easiest thing you will ever close, they show up, they're less price sensitive, they're ready to buy, the trust they had for the person who referred them to you has been transferred to them and they trust you, they'll, you know, less price sensitive, ready to go, you can close it. But if it's not a true referral, none of those things are real. None of those things are going to be the case because those two components have to be a part of it for you to walk in and truly it be the holy grail of all things new client related in terms of bringing on new clients. It's, it's got to be a true referral. So you have to understand what that means. And then once you understand what it truly means, it helps you then to unpack okay, how do we make this actually happen then? If I now know what a referral is and I know it's not about me, it's about the referral source helping someone they know, then how do I make that work for me, right? And and I think that's the important piece that people have to understand is, is that this all comes from making it work for all parties involved, but it's really never about you first. Well, you know, let's think about that. So I'm a business owner and I have my network and I'm trying to always add people to my network. What is, you know, you talked about a five-step process. What, what is that, you know, how does that, what does that look like to start developing that relationship where you now become front of mind with these people that can put you in front of that, that client that you would just love to be working with? 
Sure. So let me walk you through the five-step process. And there's a part in there where I'll also then talk about the three platinum principles that we have to build this around. It kind of needs both of those pieces. So the five steps, right, the five steps, the five parts, however you want to look at it, um, to really understanding how this works. Now, this is what I would, this is what I tell folks when you're at least a couple of years in business. So if you're a startup, this is not the process I would follow. There's actually a different process I would follow if you're within your first, you know, one to two years of business. But if you've been in business a while, you're actually bringing on clients, you have a revenue base, you're, you know, you're growing the assets of your business, right, from the content that you provide to having a website to like, you've got your bookkeeping in order, right? Like, I know all these things take time for anybody who's starting out. But once you've been in business two, three, four, five plus years, this is a process that can really work for you. It also works for you really well if you're in business like 10 or 15 years and you feel a plateau. Like, hey, I'm bringing in clients, but I want some growth and I need some additional acquisition processes, right, to really grow with clients. So it's not for the startup. I will say that. But when you've been in business for a couple of years, the first step in that process is you need to know who's referring you now. Most of the time when I have clients sit with me and they're doing like a, whether it's virtual or they're here in my office and we're doing like a VIP referral building day together where we spend four hours together and we do everything start to finish. They have to come in already of identifying who has referred them. That is usually an eye-opening experience and activity in and of itself because we always use anecdotal evidence to explain everything in life and anecdotal evidence is not real evidence. It's just the most recent thing you remember. (laughs) So when they actually have to pull the data and be like, okay, where did all my clients come from? And, you know, who referred them to me if they were referred? Like, you know, some are going to come through networking events and some will come through a Google search or whatever the different mechanisms you're using to bring in clients. But we're just looking for the clients that were referred to you by another human. Then we're going to look at those referral sources and we're going to figure out, well, is that the right number? Do we need more of them? Do we need less of them? Like, when's the last time we've ever actually reached out to them? And then we kind of move them into, okay, now we've got to categorize them and do something with this list of people who have referred us. Now, most people I know say I need more. And that's the second step. But when we're kind of focused on, okay, let's just take care of these people who have referred us in the path, in the past. When we're looking at them, it's okay. So first we have to identify who, who are they? Second, we kind of have to then start grouping them into groups because you have to think, keep in mind of what do you have time to do and how much budget do you have? And truly, like, I would love to say it doesn't matter. You should spend whatever you should spend or you can do it for free. Don't worry about the budget. But the truth is, is as a business owner, that'd be crazy. So So you have to be able to look at the. When you're talking about buckets, Stacey, what do you mean by that? How would you categorize So usually I tell folks to do it by the number of referrals received. So like, for instance, I happen to group mine by gold, silver, bronze. It's Mm -hmm. just how I like to do it. I mean, I have some folks who do it by one, two, three, ABC. I have some people who are like all into baseball and they're like triple A, double A, single A. (laughs) I (laughs) use, personally, I have always used A, B, and C, but, and, and I think that if, if you sat down with anybody, they could probably tell you what an A looks like, what a B looks like, or what a gold, a platinum, a bronze look like, don't you think? Absolutely. And remember, this is, I do tell folks, so if you are, if you, if you tell me you look at your clients on an ABC mechanism, I'm going to tell you to look at, then assign different levels for the referral sources, because we don't, we don't um, gauge our referral sources the same way we gauge our clients. Like that's not about the amount of, like an A, an A client, right? It's probably someone who spends the most money with you, but to be a gold or an A referral source has nothing to do with how much money you spend with me, but how many referrals you send me. So I do tell folks just to kind of be careful when they're categorizing by their levels, but you'll need a couple levels. Some people only have one level. Some people have three. I always tell folks, please not ha- try not to have more than three. It's very confusing. So to be a gold referral source of mine, you're sending me 10 or more referrals in a year. 
If you're sending me somewhere between like five and nine, you're going to be silver. And if you're less than four, you're going to be bronze, right? So you have to define your levels. What does it mean? What are the names of my levels? And then what does it mean to be in each of those levels? So that's step two. So step one is knowing who. Step two is actually categorizing them in some way that works for you. A lot of folks will just start out with one level because they've only ever gotten one or two referrals from folks. That's typically what I find, but not always. I mean, some people have actually, they'll have like two levels. Not that many people will have three because this isn't, this isn't something they've put a lot of time and effort and energy into, and that'll shift and change as they kind of go through the process. Then step three in the process is, okay, now what in the world are we going to do with these people to, to be able to form a habit in them of referring us and then keeping that going? And that's where the three platinum principles come in. So what I always talk about is step three is all about building your experiences. What are the experiences that we are going to provide to these people to show them how much they mean to our business because they bring us new clients, because they send us referrals. This all comes down from the place of understanding that referrals come from relationships and relationships take a little bit of investment of time and sometimes a little bit of investment of money, but really our time. And so when we're looking at these referral sources, and now we know we've got, you know, a gold, silver, bronze, and we're looking at, okay, got to build experiences for them. The three platinum principles you ask yourself when you're building out your experiences in step three is one, the first platinum principle is it's got to be all about them. This is not about you. Right. So, John, as much as I would probably love a water bottle that would come in the mail with your logo on it, who is that about? (laughs) Stacey, that's all about you. You love water. (laughs) I do love water. But that water (laughs) bottle has your logo on it. So that's about you. Right. But as your referral source, right, anything you do for me is supposed to be about me. So here's an example of that. There's somebody who I did a lot of work with and helped them with some things. And he went out and made, had a custom shirt made up with my logo for Eternal Leadership sewed on it. It is a beautiful polo shirt, quality. And I got to tell you, every single time um, I put that shirt on or even look at it, man, my thoughts of this relationship, this person, man, are just at a different level than others. Because he, he did. He made that all about me as a way to tell me he valued me and as a way to say thank you. And I got to tell you, it really made an impact. Yes. And here's the thing, right? That's what we want to do for our referral sources. We want to make that impact, not every month and not because we can buy someone a shirt every single month and right, you don't need 12 shirts anyways. But um, the reality is, is that we have to think through what is it about that they would want? What is it about them that they would actually want from us? Sometimes they just want to be thanked. Sometimes they want to be acknowledged by a gift, right? Sometimes they want to be educated. Like it's it's not complicated to think through. And there, this is that part of the process. I tell folks that step three is really the secret sauce of the process of going through and figuring out, okay, so what do these people need from you? Because there's a lot of things you could give them that they probably don't need. And he truly thought about something that you could use. So an example I'll give you, because we're sticking with the water bottle theme right now. You know, Mother's Day a couple years ago, I gave all my top referral sources on Mother's Day a Wonder Woman water bottle. So this was, of course, well in advance of the movie coming out. But oh, yeah. this was a couple years ago, and I gave him a Wonder Woman water bottle. And the card on the water bottle said, never forget you are a hero. Happy Mother's Day. Love, Stacy." And that's what I sent out to the mothers um, that are my top referral sources on Mother's Day. Now, all my clients who are mothers may have got, yeah, all my clients who are mothers may have received a Mother's Day card, but only my referral sources, clients and my centers of influence that gave me referrals, 
And then at the top level, we got that water bottle. When they removed that card that said, hey, never forget you are a hero. Happy Mother's Day. Nothing about me was on that water bottle. But two, three years later, they still remember that I'm the one that gave them that water bottle. And if they're still using it, right, every time they look at it, to your point about the shirt, they remember. Mm -hmm. They remember that somebody took time to acknowledge, hey, I know running a business and raising children is hard. (laughs) And we are Wonder Woman, just like our husbands are supermen, right? Like, it's hard work. And so from that perspective, I like to acknowledge those things. And those are the things that have the biggest impact because that was about them. It wasn't about me. But platinum principle number two says when we're building our experiences, we have to be okay with it. It has to be authentic to us. It has to be something we want to spotlight, right? So, you know, I, I would never take my referral sources out to play golf. Like that would be miserable for me. Like it's even if my referral sources are dying to go play golf, I'll happily buy them a foursome and have them go play golf versus me having to go with them. Because unless I can sit on the golf cart and read a book throughout the throughout the course of the day, I'm not interested because <laughs> it's not my thing. Right. So I would never do something that w- wouldn't fit me. Now, that can be as simple as figuring out the things you're comfortable doing right down to some people. Like I worked with a financial advisor before and he was like, at five o'clock, Stacy, I want to go home and I want to be a dad. And I don't want to be having to take my referral sources out to dinners and buy tables at these charity events and invite them to come along or meet them up for a beer and stuff. He goes, I want my my process to fit within the hours of nine and five. I don't want to be doing a lot of stuff after 5 p.m. because being a dad is most important to me. If I had built him a referral process that didn't even acknowledge that and had him doing a lot of stuff in the evenings, A, he never would have done it. It would not have been authentic to him. And two, he would have fired me because it wasn't what he asked for. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be, it's got to be all about them, but it has to be authentic to you. And the third touch point is, well, and then it has, the third platinum principle is that it has to keep you top of mind. And that's where our touch points come in. So the question is, well, how many times do I have to reach out and do something to cultivate the relationship with these people? And then what do I do? Right. And that's where we get to have a lot of creativity and have a variety. Right. So I don't send a gift every time I do something. Right. Sometimes I take people to coffee or lunch. Sometimes I pick up the phone. Sometimes I send a gift. You know, sometimes it's a Christmas card and everyone's receiving it. Right. Like, It just depends, but we have to build that out on a year-long basis so that we know what we're doing and when we're doing it, which then leads us into step four, which is the ability to automate as much of it as we can, which basically just means putting it into our calendar and outsourcing what we can of the process and doing the pieces we have to do. I believe that if, if part of your plan is to write a random thank you card in the middle of the year to everybody that year who has sent you a referral so far, you better be the one writing on the card, not your virtual assistant or some assistant or your child, your teenager that you hired. It better be you writing that card. So we can't outsource everything. But, you know, when it comes down to buying gifts from my referral sources, I may come up with the idea, but I'm not doing anything else. I'm coming up with the idea and then my assistant's going to execute on it and then make sure they get delivered. So we we systematize it over a year so that then we can figure out how we're going to execute on it and make that easy for us from that execution perspective. And then that leads us into the fifth step, which is really, it's the ability to track and measure. And what I'm interested in you tracking and measuring is not really how many referrals you receive right away, though most people will tell you that's what they're most interested in. I want to know, as you do this over the course of years, how many referrals are are you receiving year over year, but how many bronze are you moving to silver? And how many silvers are you moving to gold? Because as you put them through a process and you stay in touch and you build a relationship about them, 
thanking them and acknowledging for them for what they do for you. And you're trying to be what I call your M&Ms, memorable and meaningful and all your touch points. I want them to also start providing more referrals to you. And we're not looking for a 100% participation from everybody we know, but we are looking for that 20 to 30%, right? It's like that 80-20 principle. We're looking for that 20 to 30% that will send us referrals if we put them through a process of investing in them and their relationship. And my process, when you walk through the five steps, it just shows you the easy way to do that. And then it gives you, and what I always tell folks, the secret sauce is kind of that thing that comes at the very end in my online program, which is the language. you got to know how to plant the seeds. You've got to know what to say in the card. You need to know what you're going to say when you send a different gift out or you need to know the language to continue to plant the seeds so you never have to ask. So it's wrapping all those pieces together. It's knowing who and it's categorizing them. Then it's creating experiences on a year-long basis that we can wash, rinse, repeat from year to year. It's making sure that we're automating it or systematizing it so that it actually gets done. It's tracking and measuring it so we know that it's working. And then the secret sauce is making sure we're using the right language throughout the process, throughout those experiences, to actually plant referral seeds so we never have to ask. Well, I love that process. And you you had mentioned that this is very effective for people that are a little more established. What advice would you have for people that are maybe two years and newer they're, you know, they do, you know, they're, they have, you know, some clients, they have some cash flow, their business is growing, but they really haven't developed um, kind of that referral base yet. So the first thing I always tell folks is, is that it's never too early to start building the foundation, right? You may just not have a, a lot of clients yet. Since you're only a couple of years in, one or two years in, you may not have a lot of clients yet that you have yet been able to turn into referral sources. So the number one thing to do is the first is focus on your sticky client experience. Focus mm. on the experience your clients go through when they work for when they work with you. I'll tell you one of the number one things that I do. Here I am, you know, like years later as a coach, as a business coach, years later. One of the things I started out randomly doing, like on a whim, was sending out a card after people said, yes, Stacy, I want to work with you. And prior to the start of their first session with me, I would mail them a card and I call it the journey card. And it would basically just say what I knew they were probably thinking is like, I am thrilled to work with you and this process is going to be messy and don't worry because I'm your co-pilot and I'm happy to be a part of this process with you. So I want to overcome any buyer's remorse or any concerns of I have to bear my soul to my coach when I go sit down with our and talk with her over the next, you know, two sessions a month for the next year. Like when I when I when I offered one-on-one coaching, that's kind of what it looked like. What I realized is is that my clients always showed up with that card on them. It mattered to them that I took the time to handwrite them a card prior to starting, and it got them thinking about me in an entirely different way. I'm a total different service provider to, to them than anybody else. I'm more than a service provider. I'm more than a resource. I'm like a partner with them. I'm someone that they now really connect with you're because trusted, I took time to write them a card. You're a trusted friend. You move into a different, yes. a different place in their life. Definitely. I'm definitely part of their story now, right? And so, you know, from that perspective, I would tell folks who are starting out, first focus on your client experience and make it extremely sticky and think through what happens when they're new, what happens when they're ongoing. And if your work ends, like sometimes with a coach, our work ends, what happens when they shift into an alumni client? How do they continue to hear from you? And not sales pitches, but how do they continue to hear from you and you continue to invest in them? That would be the first thing I would tell somebody who is new starting out is focus on that sticky client experience. The second thing I would always tell them is always be on the lookout for connectors. And connectors are those people who you meet and they're already thinking 10 minutes into the conversation, the three people they have to introduce you to. Whether that's for a client or not, it's just three more people you need to know based on what you do. 
always try to be picking out who connectors are because at the end of the day, your top referral sources will be top connectors and you need to kind of have your eye out for what does that look like and not miss an opportunity to connect with them. And then start like just those five steps I walked you through, even if it's only one or two people, like start putting them through that process and investing in them and figuring out what do I do over a year long basis to stay in touch with people. So it's, it's important to start recognizing who could be referral sources and then dropping them into a process, you know, even if it's not a robust process that some of, someone who's been in business seven years would have, right? But dropping them into a process to where you're constantly um, making sure that you're pouring into them and you're building an authentic relationship with them. And those things start to snowball. That is truly how this works. Givers do receive. That's how it's built. And so just kind of always focused on how do I make everything about the other person, how do I look for those natural connectors? And how do I make sure I have a really strong, sticky client experience? Well, in what you said, givers do receive. Um, I, I so agree with that. And, you know, different companies I've started when I've gotten started and also with my coaching business, which has been, what, uh, three, four years now, um, I didn't have a lot of referrals to give out. You know, sometimes that's a, I'm always looking for reasons to do that. But whenever I was talking with somebody, I was always thinking about who would be a, a valuable relationship for me to introduce them to, something that in some way would, would help them out. And when you can introduce people to others, there's always this, this law of reciprocity because you're adding yes. value. You're not expecting, right? Um, I don't expect things to come back. It's just kind of the mode I always operated in. But that always led to... You know, all of a sudden they do business with somebody else or that person I introduced them to gives them a nice referral. And they're like, wow, that was uh, that relationship came from John. And I'm always, you know, following up. But there's a lot of things you can do to create some momentum because it's all about and this is what I love about what you do in your heart. It's all about developing that relationship, adding value to other people. And when you've done that enough they're going to want to help you, not because you asked them to help um, or made them feel obligated to help, but because they sincerely want to be part of your success. Absolutely. And, and I would say that you kind of hit the nail on the head there when you think about, right, if you make it about them, ask the question, what do they need? How can I help them? And that mentality and that, that, that mindset of abundance versus mindset of scarcity will always come back to serve you well. Totally agree. Now, how do people get in touch with you, Stacey? What's the best way for people to connect with you, find out more about what you're doing, your coaching programs, your courses? Yep, absolutely. So my website is growthbyreferrals.com. That's growthbyreferrals.com. And I do have a Facebook group. It's called Referrals Without Asking. It's an awesome group where we kind of share content and share what people are doing. And people ask me questions and I answer every single one of them. It's a great wonderful group that people can join. Just go to Facebook and look up referrals without asking. But what I would love to do for your listeners is I'll put a link to that Facebook group and a couple other things that I have. Um, I have got a, a free resource called four reasons why you don't get referrals and what to do about it kind of goes over some of the things that we talked about. And I will put that on a special page for your listeners. If you can link to it in the show notes, so it'll be growthbyreferrals.com forward slash eternal. And they can just go to there and find everything that we've talked about. And they can learn more about me before they decide they actually want to learn more about paying to work with me. First, I think you should just learn a little bit more about me <laughs> before you decide to dive into anything else. Awesome. And you know, just as we wrap up, Stacey, just what, what final thoughts would you like to leave people with? You know, 
when I think about where my business is today versus where it was when my first business failed and I had the opportunity to start this business, the thing that I would want people to understand is, is that this is possible. You can generate referrals without asking. You probably understand why referrals are so important, but more than likely, you need to understand how to do it. And taking some time to figure out what that looks like can be hugely beneficial for your business. You just have to be willing to do a little bit of work. You have to believe that your work is good enough to receive referrals. And then usually you just need a guide to kind of show you along the way, but don't overlook the ability um, and the great you know opportunity that comes from referrals just because you don't know, because um, there definitely is that answer out there for you. And referrals, people want to give them. They just need to know that you care enough to receive them. And that's kind of a little bit of like what I teach with my online program is, and when people work with me is, is that you deserve these. We're just going to show you how to leverage them and to get more of them because that does help you help more people. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and your patience with re-recording. And I <laughs> love this. And, you know, if people, um, I know for a fact that when people start doing what you exactly what you shared, um, they're going to see a huge difference in their business. My coaching practice, Stacey, has been f- completely full the last two years completely based on referrals. Um, I did all my marketing and, you know, developing that track record early on. And then, you know, following these principles that you're talking about has, you know, opened up doors and led us to, you know, business successes that have just been phenomenal. So this is the, this is the real deal. And once again, it's all about valuing people, um, serving them and, and, them wanting to then help you out and so anyway i love this conversation and i really appreciate it and thank you oh it was my pleasure i'm glad i was able to be here and and you know i'll tell you one thing john i think that goes and speaks to people always wonder like what's the voodoo magic behind the referrals and some people happen to figure it out like you did right and other people just need a little bit of help figuring out how you get there and i had to figure it out too so i definitely think it makes i mean and you can say this it makes life so much better when your business is built by referrals everything is easier and i want everyone to experience that Yes. And, but, you know, like you talked about, it's it's about being intentional. It's about trying, you mm-hmm. know, finding ways to automate it where you can. It's about putting some thought into it. It's about having a long-term strategy. And these are things that, you know, if you're not doing it now, you need help with. And that's, you know, that's what you do, Stacy. And that, so I appreciate, you know, how you're out there helping folks through that because uh, the upside is huge. Yes. Thank you. Well, thank you for the opportunity to be on this show. I do appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Eternal Leadership. Be sure to check the summary of this MP3 for any important links and a link to the show notes for this episode. As I said at the top, this edition of Eternal Leadership has been brought to you by Marketplace Rock. Is there something that feels like it's blocking your business? The team at Marketplace Rock partners with you in unearthing those things that could be holding you back through intercessory prayer. Just earlier this year, Vicki told me while she was praying, she heard from me, to water the seeds. I knew exactly what it meant and got some business out of it. Another time she was praying and accurately described one of our dogs who turned out needed medical attention. John and I can't recommend the team at Marketplace Rock highly enough. In fact, our phone calls with them are the highlight of our week. Visit them online, marketplacerock.com, or listen to either of Amy Everett's past interviews with us, episodes four and 66, marketplacerock.com. 
For John Remstead, I'm Steve Ryder, and thank you for listening to Eternal Leadership. <laughs>